everybody. Welcome back to Letterman Row. I am Austin Ward. That's Jeremy Birmingham and, and Spencer Holbrook joining me. It's a practice report again brought to you by Byers Auto. Uh, the Buckeyes still can't get up to a full 20-hour work week until, I believe, Monday, and the pads are going to go on on September 30th. But the Buckeyes have been working out. They know that they're going to get to play next month. And Justin Fields and Jonathan Cooper met with the media on Friday morning to provide some updates. Berm, we didn't obviously see a practice, but – it sounds like the Buckeyes uh, are working extremely hard and the motivation level has gone like this. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy how that happens. You figure out you have something to play for uh, and something to work for, and then all of a sudden the energy level picks back up. Everybody starts to get a little more amped up and, and excited, and you, know, you, you can hear in their voices. Those guys understand that they're being given an opportunity to make something truly special happen. And I don't think that they're going to um, do anything that's, that puts that in jeopardy. Spencer, what was your number one takeaway from those two captains? Uh, I fear whoever plays, Ohio, for, for whoever plays Ohio State first. I mean, that is – this team is motivated. It's ready. It really wants to just kick somebody's teeth in. And I think you're going to see that the, right off the bat week one. Like, this team is going to come out focused, motivated – um, willing to do whatever it takes to get to the college football playoff. I think, the, but the main thing that I took away was they understand that they only have nine chances. And so they're not going to let up on anyone. They, they have to prove they're one of the four best teams because they can't get into an argument of 11 and 0 versus nine and 0, eight and 0 or seven and 0 versus 10 and 0. Like they're going to be kicking teeth in because they have to, to prove that they're one of the four best teams. They're probably in a situation as well where eight and one, you know, even with a Big Ten title, we're normal years we're talking about uh, you can go 12-1 and win the Big Ten. That's probably enough to get in. In this unique year, um, if, if Georgia and Alabama both play 10 times plus and have those wins, that's going to be a much tougher argument. Uh, I think the Buckeyes have the ability without question to run the table and win the Big Ten. But uh, Justin Fields alluded to this in the number of games that they play, the time frame that they have. There is no margin for error. And, of course, the Buckeyes want to win every game they play, Burn. but um, I think they are already aware of the hand that's being dealt here that they, they, there is nothing that can be taken for granted if they're actually going to achieve that goal of winning a national championship. Well, Justin said it in, in the interview session. If, if someone tests positive for COVID, they're out for three weeks. You may as well not come back. I mean, at that point, um, you, you're, you're putting yourself and your whole team in jeopardy. So, you hope that the, the guys on the team are understanding how serious that is. And you feel a little bit for the young guys who come into Ohio State of all places. And, you you know, part of college is living a college life. And they're not going to get that opportunity to do that uh, this season. And, and who knows when it gets back to normal. But it, it seems like with the leadership on the team, what you saw to J Jonathan Cooper in that, you know, now kind of famous video where he was speaking to the team before practice last month about, you know, you got to make these sacrifices. And, the, the sacrifices now even have to be greater because you're not going to have 12 games to, to put everything together. It's, it's nine games. It's nine games in a row. And then, you know, you have to put everything on the table and, and go, you know, as hard as you can and do every single thing right because not just on the field but off the field, there's no, there's no room to make a mistake. You and I have talked about this and wrote about it a lot with the strength of the brotherhood, but you're, I'm really – I'm really struck by it. Every time you hear uh, Jonathan Cooper or Justin Fields speaking publicly about making those sacrifices or, you know, the videos that Ohio State shares from the practice field with, with the speeches that the, you know, he and 
uh, Cooper and Wyatt Davis made earlier this year, Josh Myers. It, it's, it's crazy to me the strength of the culture at Ohio State right now. It is not uh, mere lip service for these guys. And I think you see that especially with, you know, the latest, newest example, obviously Cooper talking, but, you know, Wyatt Davis and, and Sean Wade opting back in when, you know, they're going to be having to go straight into a training camp. It's going to be a, a difficult nine-week schedule. You couldn't be blamed for becoming a millionaire overnight, uh, but they want to be – in these situations with their teammates and they want to be coached by Ryan day. And uh, you know, there's just no clearer example of what Ohio state has going right now than the fact that those two guys could be rich beyond their dreams uh, and, and preparing by a beach as, as Spencer said the other day, anywhere they wanted to train and instead they want to be in the woody and get tested every day and be with their teammates. That's it. it, it there's no better example. I, I, Berm, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, you're fine. It, it just shows like every school can tout a brotherhood or a culture and how great the culture is. But until you see it in action, it's all kind of lip service. You see it in action at Ohio state more than you see it in action really anywhere that I can think of. Like, like it, it shows up off the field. It shows up uh, when the third string linebacker gets an interception, the entire team goes nuts. It shows up when they, win a Big Ten championship, it shows up when they lose to Clemson. It shows up when they get their season canceled and have to rally around some guys and, and petition to get a season back. It's lip service most of the time and in action a little bit of the time everywhere else. It's lip service a little bit of the time and in action at all the time at Ohio State. Yeah, it, to me, it, it starts with these parents and, and it starts with the coaches and it starts with the staff that has uh, put together an environment that – allows people to kind of be themselves. There's no – Ohio State isn't going out of its way to to muzzle anybody or to try to get them to not, you know, speak out about something if they're upset or bothered by it. You know, and, and we're, we're in a world right now where you kind of feel like most of the time you look outside and you, you won't be surprised if the world is literally burning down. Um, these guys, you know, that bunker mentality, and that's a credit to Urban Meyer for what he brought in, uh, you know, a decade ago. It was the idea that you're part of something very special in your individual position units. And how does that then uh, translate to the whole team? And Justin Fields talked about it today. Like he, he's now getting close to everyone on the defense because it, who else do you have? I mean, you're in this position and your success depends wholly on whether or not the guy that's playing next to you is doing what he needs to do for you. And it's a powerful motivator and um yeah i mean maybe it's because we cover ohio state and we don't always see it anywhere else but uh it certainly has become a trademark of, of the buckeyes program and more so than ever in the last few years because they've been under constant constant uh attack from outside forces that could have you know I, I don't mean to sound you know outside forces whatever but like i mean <laughs> there's there's been tons of things that have happened around Ohio state football in the last three years specific, specifically that could have derailed the program. And instead it seems like every time that something bad uh, happens, they come out of it stronger. And that, and that is a testament to what urban Meyer, um, you know, instilled and, and what it means to have guys like Brian Voltolini and Mark Pantone and Ryan Stamper and those guys that are holdovers from that administration who have helped uh, foster that same thing with Ryan Day, but now doing it in a slightly softer way. Well, and, and to your point, the fact that there was all this uncertainty 
uh, a week ago right now, you, you had Wyatt Davis basically at this exact time declaring uh, for the NFL draft. You know, Sean Wade was already planning to do that that weekend himself. He held off until Monday morning. You know, the days kind of run together, but that was another opportunity where things could have clearly gone sideways. Um, you know, Spencer and I talked about what might happen in the secondary if you take Sean Wade out and f- suddenly Cameron Brown, seven banks have to be primary guys and Marcus Williamson, uh, somebody burned that you've talked about a lot, you know, might be starting in the slot. And that's, that's a big jump forward. You take Wyatt Davis out of the equation. Uh, you've got an all American and all decade uh, big 10 performer. Um, and now you're going to throw Matthew Jones or Enoch Vamahi in there without much experience. That's a, that's a big deal. And things could have, that could have been a, a major setback. And then all of a sudden, as you say, they emerge on the other side in better shape. Well, they replaced Wyatt Davis with Wyatt Davis and they replaced Sean Wade with Sean Wade. Like, you can't do any better than that. And it's, it's remarkable that Ohio State has been able to manage that. It's a rising tide lifts all boats type of situation in the Big Ten, and it has been since Urban Meyer was hired. But you see now, because of what Wyatt Davis and Sean Wade have done in the last few days, now you see Rashad Bateman at Minnesota trying to do the same thing. You see Jalen Mayfield at Michigan trying to do the same thing. You see Rondale Moore talking about it. All of a sudden, these guys are realizing, like, oh, crap, maybe what they're doing at Ohio State is working for this reason, because these guys actually put their, their teammates first. Um, and, and you start to see other – I'm sure other coaches are going, why don't we have that in our, in our locker room? Right. And so now, and now they're trying to be like, hey, they're doing it. Do, you, do they love football more than you? Do they love their teammates more than you? I mean, I, 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 mean, I guess, Looks the, like answer, it. I guess <laughs> the answer is yes, but, I mean, we'll see. But the, but the thing about that, Berm, is – and I guess this goes back to the culture. If you try to imitate the culture, if you try and replicate it anywhere else, it just doesn't work. Well, we've, we've seen, seen that it. at Texas. We've, we've seen it at, at Rutgers. We've seen it at all these schools that had Ohio State and Urban Meyer uh, disciples leave and then try to run the exact same program uh, with the same signage, with the same everything. Like, you have to be authentic, and, and it is authentic at Ohio State. I can't believe it didn't work at Rutgers. Wow. that's. But that, that well, was, that goes... we'll find out if it works the second time. <laughs> that's my point, though. When you, try and Im- when you try and imitate what Ohio State does, it just – doesn't work and that shows you how special it is because if something's good you can imitate if something's special you can't imitate that and so I think that's the main takeaway from this is like everything that that this team and the conference in general has gone through Ohio State came out on the other side better when when in March and April we talked about how this may level the playing field it widened the gap and then on October 24th when they kick off finally it didn't – this entire process did nothing but widen that gap. And I think that's a testament to what Ohio State has. All right, one month to go, about 12 days until Ohio State is going to put on the full pads and start hitting again. They haven't done that uh, really since the Fiesta Bowl, uh, thanks to the short-circuited uh, spring camp, just a couple workouts back in March. So, all of, obviously, the Buckeyes are looking forward to that, and we're looking forward to uh, maybe if we don't see any practices, still talking to more Buckeyes. Uh, to get back in the flow here with some practice reports brought to you by Byers Auto, uh, and then maybe getting forward to looking uh, back out to cover a game, get in a press box, have Berm on the sideline taking photos, uh, maybe a sense of normalcy, who knows, in about a month uh, to go. But that's Berm, Spencer Holbrook, I'm Austin Ward. This has been a practice report brought to you by Byers Auto. Stay with us at lettermanrow.com for full coverage of the Buckeyes.